Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello, I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Welcome to Dish from Waitrose, where we have food. Yes, chef. Drinks. Yes, chef. And great guests. Yes, chef. And me, chef. Yes, Nick. Come on, let's go. Right, what are we making, by the way? Today we're making a fantastic steak. We've got a lovely sirloin steak there. We're going to do polenta with it and mojo verde sauce. So mojo sauce, which is basically a lovely equivalent of a coriander salsa verde. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pick all that coriander into here. Yeah. We're going to blend it all up. We're going to add a little bit of some lovely olive oil. Let's get the fancy stuff. I quite like that one as well, though. Yeah, we can put a few cloves of garlic. Mm-hmm. I'll get those in for you. Mojo verde. Mojo verde. Right. Uh, do we have to do that? Have we put any oil in? Yeah, I have put these bit more. Yeah. What's the other green sauce that I can't even think of? Salsa Verde. Salsa Verde. Yeah. I'd never heard of that until I came to London and I went round to one of my friend's houses who's rich. Yeah. And a kid came on from school that was like 10. Yeah. And I was like, how was school? She was like, it was fantastic. We learned how to make a Salsa Verde. And I was like, a what? She said, it's a green sauce you enjoy with steaks. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Should we try some of that other oil? Yeah, yeah, let's mix it up. This is the one that I like because it's got my name on it. Has it? Yeah, Nicholas Aliziari. Oh, very nice. So steak, love nothing more than going to a restaurant and getting a steak. Yeah. Never tastes like that in my house. Why? Do you cook it straight from the fridge? No, I try and keep it room temperature. Yeah, so room temperature, mm-hmm. bring it up, you know, let it come up to room temperature so and allow the muscles to rest. Nice hot pan, I do. I put a tiny little bit of oil and then I put butter and really high heat, colour it around all sides so it's lovely, beautifully caramised. Take it out of the pan, let it rest. I think people don't let their meat rest enough. So you let it rest. I, I always try and do this for like 10 minutes. Yeah, well, it depends after. how big the steak is. You know. Oh, OK. So, you know, if you've got a ribeye that's like a double 500 grams, you've got to rest it for at least half an hour. So can you let it rest with like a little tinfoil tent on it? Yeah, but slightly, but I think the tinfoil tent is then causing steam. It makes it sweaty. Uh, and also it's cooking it more. That's the whole oh, point, yeah. you see. And then do you put oil in the pan? Because what I do I is put... oil the meat. Oh, no. Uh, no, I'd never oil the meat. No, I just put a tiny bit of oil in the pan and then I go butter and then I go foaming butter so it starts to really go nice yeah. and brown and caramelised. And that's quite an old school way of doing it. I love it. Like I'm that. sure there's loads of people who do it slightly differently. What steak do you like? I always like, I like the rump steak actually. Yeah. Rump, yeah. <laughs> Today, Angela, we welcome the comedian who Dawn French calls the third funniest woman in the world. She is a massive foodie, she hates Twitter, and plans to save mankind on her next show. Insert rapturous applause, please, for Jade Adams. Hi, Jade. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to see us. I mean, this is an absolute dream. Come on. What, steak for breakfast? Yeah, babes. <laughs> yeah. First and best steak. When I ran into Jade just outside, yeah. 
Jade, you were a bit emotional, weren't you? Um, so just what you need to know is uh, when I was told that you were cooking me steak, yeah. I got emotional. Did I, you? I, my eyes, I filled Meat's up. Meat's thing though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like I the meat. Well, I like you. I, I like <laughs> me. <laughs> Have you ever cried at meat, Angela? Mm, we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Um, Jade, we're so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. What is my life? Come on. <laughs> I grew up on Arctic Roll. <laughs> <laughs> and Living now look, Angela Hartnett cooking for you. So we have some drinks for you, as yep. is standard when you have your dinner. We like to have a lovely drink. Now we've gone for ciders because we've heard this is a stereotype that you don't mind about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Cider's a great drink mm -hmm. and I'm happy to drink it. So we've got two ciders for you, Jade. We have like a more budget can. Thatcher's gold. Thatcher's gold. <laughs> or we have like a posh one because cider's had a bit of a cidre. Is it having know. a little renaissance? It is, yeah. but aren't we all? Yeah. Uh, we all are. I'll be honest with you. I know that Bristol would really like me to pick up that can of Thatcher's gold and be like, ooh, ar! Yeah. But... I have a more refined palate. Oh, let's and I, been to London. I've been to London <laughs> and I want the posh bottle. Okay, let's I know the what posh that one. tastes like, you know? Yeah. Okay. That it's came fine. out of my mother's breast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cider's made. This one is from the Waitrose oh, yeah. Farm, the Leckford estate, which I think they should let me and Angela stay at whenever we want, if I'm honest. <laughs> Don't you? Are they not? Imagine if I had texted you, Jade. <laughs> Hey, Waitrose have given us the farm for the weekend. Oh, babe, we'd have the second time. Steak and cider for brekkie. <laughs> How often do you have a cider? Because I only have a cider on the Saturday and Sunday of Glastonbury. So I know some people like to drink the same drink all night long, but I'm built like a, a, a very rude word I shouldn't say on a Waitrose podcast. So I like to have it like a bit later on when I'm feeling dry because I've had loads of dry wine or, and then I like a really sweet cider to just like sort of set, it's like dessert alcohol, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Basically drinking for me is like I'm sat having a meal. So I'll start with Negronis and I'll go into my wines. Then I'll have like an espresso martini at the end and then I'm having a cider. Love. <laughs> it's the way to do it. Cheers. Cheers. I bet waitros love those noises. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm. Mm, that is lovely. That is delicious. It's good, isn't it? Really mm. good. It's quite smooth. I yeah, it's not like that, that fizzy either. Feels that, like apple juice. Doesn't feel bad at all. That it? could quite easily set me off. <laughs> <laughs> that tastes nice this morning. What day of the week is it? Yeah. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we have so much to talk about with you, Jace. Yes. We're dead excited you're on because we love your comedy, but also we love the fact that you're a massive foodie. You're a big food fan. I love my food. How do you feel about Angela Hartner, OBE, MBE, cooking for you today? I am, um, so just full disclosure, I knew where I was coming, I knew what was happening. I wasn't fully aware that I would have steak made for me by Angela. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say, when I was putting my lipstick on, my eyeballs filled with water. <laughs> and one of the runners went, are you okay? <laughs> so um, I am, um, yeah, it was a, a, quite an emotional experience Aww. for me. I used to live with a chef that used to work for you, um, Jess Simmons. Oh yeah, 
She's just had a baby. She's just had a baby yes. and she's now uh, doing wonderful things at Dispatch yes, as well. Yes. So she, I used to live with her when I, it was the best house I ever lived in. It was for us four girls and we like, we had a great time for two years, but Jess was developing her menu yeah. for her new restaurant That's and I got right, yeah. to be the person she tested wow. it on. Nice. And the whole time we were there, we'd speak about you and oh, she sort her. of really was my education into, um, we know, expanding my horizons when yeah. it came to eating. And she's the one that sort of really has made me a better cook. So essentially, oh. you know, like in Star Wars, when yeah. you have like... <laughs> You have like Emperor Palpatine, Darth Vader, <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, Anakin Skywalker. Oh, no, no, that is Darth Vader. Sorry, Star Wars fans. Um, whatever the line is, yeah. essentially, I've been taught how to cook scrambled eggs by you. So. Oh, okay, got you. <laughs> Here's to that. Here's to that, babes. Yes, it's bled into you. Yeah. It's bled into you because we know that you love going to restaurants. Don't you like save up money like and your splurge? not like a handbag or a shoe it's like an amazing one of the best restaurants in the world I spend all of my money on going to and if you said to me what's your favourite meal so people would be like I like a roast dinner or I like this I'd be like a seven course tasting menu (laughs) with wine with a wine pairing 100% (laughs) and the day I learnt about separating what flavour is rather than just tasting it all as one big clump in my mouth which is essentially what I grew up doing the day someone explained to me how you separate those flavors and you think about it was a day that I was just opened up to this like explosion in my mouth so when I eat now it's not just like oh I'm eating this or I'm eating that it's like when I went to university and and someone took a sort of script and taught me how to like pull it apart in a mm. sort of yeah. in a sort of clever way that's what someone did with me with eating yeah and actually as someone who I will admit, has it, um, <laughs> used food as a way to make myself feel better. Yeah. But the day someone like sort of made food better for me, I was like, actually, I don't have to feel guilty about how much no. I eat now because now I'm like, whenever I'm cooking for myself as well, I just try something new. Like I nearly gave my parents gout at Christmas. <laughs> I mean, food is just everything to me. Is I, there somewhere where you've gone to, like a holiday specifically for a restaurant? So I went to Japan. I mean, sorry, babes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's doing well. Um, <clears throat> and um, me and my friend who I went with, we didn't want to just go to the places everyone went to. We wanted yeah. to go off the beaten track and find all of these little quirky places that everyone's like, this is where they do the best tempura. Yeah. This is where you're going to have the best sushi. So that's what we did over the holiday. Wow. Yeah. There was one place we went to, which was called Nerima or Narima. And when we got there we were walking around we just got off of the train and we were like we're in Japan <laughs> and um, two Japanese people came over and they were like oh are you from uh, from England and we were like yeah 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 we are we're really excited my friend was like I'm Welsh and I was like not now <laughs> <laughs> And they said to me, they were like, they were like, oh, how long are you staying? We're like three weeks and we're so excited. And they literally went to us, why are you here? (laughs) I think we basically turned up to the Swindon of Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Why here? Why this place? Because we'd found one, there was like a thing we'd found online. Someone said, find this place. It does the best fish sandwiches in the whole of Japan. And we were like, that's worth going there for. So I will travel to somewhere random in order to find something that someone has said is incredible. But that's what I do. We were in Israel, Neil and I, and I made him walk up this massive hill at like <laughs> midday, blistering sun, to taste the best hummus that Yotam had told me to go to. And he was like, it's hummus.
Seamus, are you freaking kidding me? I said, no, he's going to Mr. Lange, Seb. So we're going, Neil, let's go, let's go, let's go. But I'm like that, I love it. And you book your holidays around, around the food. Around yes. the food. Yeah. Right, I'm getting steak for you now. Speaking of food. Yeah, I'm on we're it. We're starving. All right, on it, on it, on it. Do you remember when Delia Smith kept calling hummus? Hummus. Hummus. And, and <laughs> Harry Hill kept going, who? Hummus, and she was like, Hummus, and the cover is so silly. Well, it's that, I mean, I think the new Hummus is must be Nigella going microwave. I mean, microwave. I can't get, pa I, when that happened, I couldn't move for her saying microwave. Mm -hmm. We should do it today. Come up with a different way to say something, and it, this will go nuts. Yeah. How could we give like a microwave to Waitrose? I've got one here, so I've bought you a present. Oh, and yeah. I mean, this is like, I don't even know how you say this, but apparently I add too many R's in when I say it. But the present I've bought for you today is Shrerashra. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Shrerashra. <laughs> this is a hard thing to say when you've got this accent. Shrerashra. <laughs> it's got an R after the S. You're meant to say it, I'm sure. Sriracha. 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 Is it all Sriracha? Yeah. Oh, I say Sriracha. What Shrek will be? Um, so this sauce is the reason why, so I didn't ever eat anything spicy, chili, even pepper. I didn't even mm -hmm. put it in my food for years. And then I noticed that other people, especially because I worked as a waitress for like 15 years before I could be a comedian because I'm not related to anyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had to like, I had to do it the old fashioned way, which is get a job, find it really irritating serving people and then get funny because I was like, going in the kitchen and slagging off the customers to the chefs. Um, but I noticed that I was missing an entire portion of my uh, like culinary experience because I couldn't have anything spicy or chilly. And I was like, there must be something cool about it because other people are doing it. So I just basically trained myself to like spicy food and that's the sauce I did it with. Was that your introduction sauce? Yeah. I love being Haracha. Haracha. I don't want to like cause a surge via Waitrose customers um, uh, to go and buy this stuff but they are running out of the chilies that make it because of climate change babes no and uh, i knew climate change was bad <laughs> <laughs> wow angela so talk us through what we've got so we've got a sirloin steak mm -hmm. that i've just roasted in a loads of butter nicely caramelized then we've got the mojo sauce here which is like a coriander salsa verde so coriander spring onions a uh, little vinegar olive oil and garlic and controversially, maybe controversially, but I think it works, we've got polenta instead of like mash with loads of butter and then loads of grated parmesan on top. I love polenta. Do you? Especially with a steak because... Oh. See, I've never had it with a steak before, but I thought I'd just try it. Well, polenta that. chips I've had with a steak before. Yeah. And what I really liked about it was because the steak should be the, the star of the show. Yeah. Sometimes potatoes can take over from a yeah, steak. So, like, say great. you have, like, really layered, like, you know, those, like, um, are they call, I mean, it's a TikTok, the 15-hour potato, but it's really called oh, a yes, fondant, yeah, fondant yeah. potato. Yeah. Um, so, if you have, um, like, a fondant potato and it takes so much time, you're like, oh, my God, I care more about my potato than I do the steak and it should never be like that yeah it's but like you need a few boring people in the girl group yes babe right <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? hashtag pussycat dolls yeah <laughs> so the steak's the Nicole <laughs> and then the polenta's the rest <laughs> 
Should I serve you a bit of this yeah. plenty? Yeah, so how would one uh, 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 plop it. on the pat? Plop, yeah. plop it. And then a plop. dip, is it? Yeah, no, yeah, and great. then you've got that, like, you like your mustard. All right, great, okay. Right, come go on, pass us your plate, Ange. Yeah. Here we go. I'll put a plop on your plate. Yeah. So this salsa verde. The mojo sauce. The mojo sauce. I managed to whack in a blender and do... Did very you do, proud of it myself. I did do the blending. I've never seen a better blended salsa you, for a day in my life. Thank you so much. And if you want to learn how to blend, uh, you can find that and all the recipes we do on the podcast on waitrose.com slash dish recipes, which we find really hard to say every week. Dish recipes. Dish recipes. It's like Dish recipes. So let's get stuck in. Let's try Angela's meat. And then there's a rarer there if you want it even more. I love it rare. How do you like it? I like it. I saw, I'm a bit medium rare, which mm. is what I've probably done all these, but if you want it more rare. Oh. Cheers. When I eat food like this, I know I could be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an eating companion, I suppose? Do you go with the same restaurants or...? I don't go with the same people. I really mix it up. Right. Okay. I have people that know that I'm really into it. So everyone's really getting into, like... I think people who... Uh, aren't as, um, <laughs> how do I put this, wealthy as me. Um, <laughs> all the cooking programmes on the television have really expanded people's horizons and like going to restaurants, like they would go to see The Lion King, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there's been yeah. a real change, especially over the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic for me, when I was locked in a house and I could only order stuff off of that big online shopping Waitrose.com. Waitrose.com. It basically revolutionised my culinary skills because I had so much time to practice. I was living with two people and they were very, very up for trying out all the stuff I was making. I remember I did Italian bombolini, um, which is basically like donuts, but with like lemon in the... Angela knows. I don't want to (laughs) teach my mother to suck lemons, but... um, (laughs) I love the fact you're so adventurous. Like you'll just try new stuff. Oh, I love failing. I don't love it, love it. No, no. You don't mind it. I will handle it. It's yeah. a comedy. You, yeah. The only way you can get good at stand-up comedy is by being rubbish. Yeah. You can't get good if you're just good all the time and no, your audience course, love yeah. you all the time. You yeah. have to be... So I'm in the preview season at the moment of this new show, Men, I Can Save You. Sorry to say that title again. Men, Men I, I Can, can Save You. Save you. Yes. <laughs> Amazing title. And if I was doing this three days ago, if you'd have spoken to me, I wanted to quit everything and be a really? chef. Yeah. Okay. There is always that stage when I'm making new work where I'm like, I want to just give it up and just cook. That's all yeah. I want to do. What is it that... Like, like drags you back in. What is the thing that makes you think, do you know what? Drag I will go and do a Chelmsford. The audience. Yeah. It's always them. Mm-hmm. Sure. And if they're happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And I, yeah. my whole job is to work out what they want from me. Yeah. And I've done that through like 10 years of working really hard at it. I'm not even into comedy. People are like, what stand up do you like? And I'm like, I don't know. No. <laughs> I like Mine. Buffy and Ozarks. That's yeah. all I watch. <laughs> Nick, what are we drinking? Gone for a Malbec. Mm. Great with a steak. Fabulous. Have you always enjoyed a red wine, Jade? No. No? Absolutely right. hated it until I did Crazy Delicious with Heston Blumenthal, Nicholas Eckstedt and Carla Hall, who's an American chef. Mm. And I did that and... Um, that was nuts, that show. Yeah, it's crazy, babe. Nuts. nuts. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah. So, every night I got to eat with Heston Blumenthal. And I'm going to tell you now that you never see a restaurant panic more than when you walk in with Heston or probably Angela. There was one night he invited me out for dinner in this place in Mayfair. And at the end of it, I remember getting out my lowly little debit card to try and like, I just always offer, you know. Nice to offer. And one of his people just put his hand down and went, you're with the mafia now. (laughs) 
he, so Heston, we were eating, he said to me, oh, I've noticed you don't drink red wine. Why yeah. is that? And I said, I don't like the flavor of it. And he was like, look, I'll do this thing with you. He says, your negativity about drinking red wine is the reason you don't like red wine. Right. And he did this like little test with me where he like drew a picture of a cloud on one bit of paper and on the other bit, he drew a spiky object. Mm. And he made me stare at these things whilst drinking it. And I'm telling you what, it completely changed the way it tastes. And he said, basically, when you start drinking red wine, if you start thinking positively about the red wine and think about what's in it and flavors and the grapes and everything, mm. he said, your experience of drinking, it's going to change. But I'd always gone, Bleh! I hate red wine yeah. because I've, I've never liked it before I also had a very bad experience when I was 19 on red wine where Ooh. I projectile vomited into someone's gravy boat so <laughs> we've I'll all had those we've all been there <laughs> mine was Stick tequila red wine is traumatic as it's well. so yeah, traumatic it's, it's the red oh. it's the red it's yeah. giving exorcist yeah, yeah it really it's quite carry <laughs> <laughs> I remember that you um, texted me oh yeah go on what did I say um, let me have a look it's so funny this oh god when we went to the British Fashion Awards, <laughs> right? It's a massive party at the Royal Albert Hall and everyone wears quite ridiculous outfits, you know? You had a fantastic giant hat on, big as this table. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> a big feathered moon hat made by Noel Stewart. It was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, afterwards, everyone's got these outfits on, so everyone wants a party. Yeah. So I ran into Jade and we were chatting and I said, we're going to go to this party at this place. So Jade was like, right, I'll text you, I'll come. I said, great. I got a text. 2.38 a.m. <laughs> it's Jade Adams. Chilton, is it, babe? <laughs> and I said, yes, come. And then Jade said, oh, these are all separate. We're coming. Can you get us in? To be fair, this hat will get me in. <laughs> We're here. Hang on, Sophie's trying to put a shoe on. And then I'll be in. And then the final message, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Over the Priceless. course of an hour. Yeah. She eventually got in at 3.26 a.m. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> we got into, we were invited to the British Fashion Awards, but we yeah. couldn't get down to the middle bit where everyone was. It was the Royal Albert Hall. I've performed in that building. Yeah. I know it. Let's get up in a service elevator. I'm getting us down there. So we go up in the service elevator. We go around because it's all in a round. And then we come down to just outside of the door. And then we need a specific wristband. I was like, oh, look, gosh. I'll find someone I know. Lo and behold, someone I know called Tom Taylor walks out. He's like, hi, babes. And I was like, hey. I was like, we're just trying to get in there. He was like, oh, just get in the middle of our group. We basically all <laughs> night long, Sophie Willen and I got into every party we weren't invited to, including <laughs> the Ralph Lauren party. She, we stood outside for 20 minutes. And she just, she was, she turned to me and she was like, babe, don't worry. I'm quietly confident. I'm just going to give her human eyes for 20 minutes. She'll let us in. And then um, basically she stood and stared at this woman and was like, come on, babe, let us in. I've got a BAFTA. <laughs> like the face you do when you need a drink at the bar. Like, hell. Babes, come yeah, on. come on, please. And then the hat got me into the Chilton Fire Ice, babe. Where, that hat where, gets you anywhere. Like, literally. <laughs> Hats do that. People just like I'm wearing one today. People think you're somebody when you've got a big old hat on, babe. Let her in. She's got hats yeah. on. <laughs> August is, of course, big month for comedy because Edinburgh. How do you feel about going to Edinburgh? Do you go every year? I went for nine years in a row and then the pandemic happened and I had two years off and I felt absolutely fantastic about having that off. It is a massive stress going up there. 
Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. It's quite intense on their old mental health. It's relentless. It's every day for an entire month. And I don't take any nights off. Have I imagined this? When I've been to them before, we give money at the end. Yeah. So yeah. for the first five years, I was on what you were experiencing, the free yeah. fringe. I like those ones. And I'm the generous one who's like throwing the 20s yeah, right. out. Here you go. God, you're oh, a comedian. Yeah, I feel like it. Daddy in the 90s <laughs> at the Edinburgh Festival. In 2019, I did a show called Serious Black Jumper or The Ballad of Kylie Jenner's Old Face, as it used to be called. <laughs> until my uh, until my agents were like, you're going to get sued. Uh, <laughs> Jumper it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I convinced everyone in the industry that I was clever by wearing a black turtleneck. Right. So for this year, I was like, well, what will happen if I dress like Jesus for a year? <laughs> so I've been wearing nothing but cream and white for like oh, a year. Okay. I like that. And uh, the whole, th- so this new show this year <laughs> is about me stepping into the most comfortable place any self-respecting celebrity goes to, which is they're not just a presenter. They're not just a music person. They are also now a self-help guru because I don't know about you, but people who are suffering mental health issues definitely needs a comedian slash actor to help them. So comedian slash actors are always the best people for yeah. advice. Then yes. a therapist, if then that a thera- doesn't work. You yeah. don't want a therapist. Nah. You won't need a therapist after this show. No, you don't need yeah. it. So then I was thinking about who I would save if I was like a self-help guru. And I looked out into the world and I went, women don't need me. Other genders don't need me. Everyone's smashing it. Straight white guys. <laughs> <laughs> there was a real gap in the market there, babes. Um, no one's helping them. And essentially, when I'm not joking, the show is about my own saviour complex and codependency and about me breaking free of the constraints of the patriarchy. I hate that word. But that's what the show is about. I'm the idiot in all the work I do. Mm -hmm. The audience aren't the idiot. It's not me shouting at men about being bad people. It's about me and my responsibility with that conversation. Do your parents go and watch your show? Yeah, but yeah. Not, this one's a bit saucy. I was going to say, how do you feel about your parents yeah. being they, at your show? So the other ones have been... Do you know what? There was this really beautiful moment. So in 2016, I wrote a show about my sister who died 11 years ago. Oh, sorry. That's all right. It's life, isn't it? Yeah. But she died of a brain tumour and I did a show about her and about all... Like, because my sister... Like, everyone... When someone dies, everyone always wants to paint them as some sort of angel. And I'm yeah. like, you know, she was. And she was also the best sister ever. But she was a real person. And yeah. she... She was she intense. Could be a pain. She was intense, babes. Yeah. Um, but also very funny and did funny stuff. Like the amount of fights outside of kebab shops. And my mum's going to hate the fact that I'm talking about this. So my sister, um, my mum always says she was a great singer. And there was a video I recently watched where she was really good in it. But she sang on her wedding day to her husband. And she sang Marty McCutcheon's Perfect Moment. Incredible. And um, I don't know if she was nervous, but it basically sounded like, this is my moment. <laughs> this is my perfect <laughs> And at the end of the show, I sing O Mio Babino Caro, Puccini, yeah. and I tell a story about singing it to my mum. And I said, and this is a true story, because I, I was like, mum, listen to this. I just think I, I just learned how to sing this song. And I sang it to her in the living room. And this is like opera. Yeah. And I sing it at her. And my mum looked at me with tears in her eyes. And she said, your sister was always such a good singer. <laughs> Good luck with the show in Edinburgh. We can't wait to see it. If you're there, make sure you go and check Jade out. Jade Adams, that's really fun. It was so great. Thank you so much. I'm loving this wine. All the recipes and drinks can be found on the Waitrose website at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. Dish recipes. Dish recipes. 
Follow Dish from Waitrose wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family, and why not leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Okay.